On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. JetCast is back here for the first episode of the second semester. Jets women's basketball getting set to take on Rogers State coming up. A renewal of their Heartland Conference rivalry. A three-game week, so it's a very, very busy week for Newman basketball. Both the men and the women in action this week here at Fuquay Gymnasium. And it's another Youth Sports Saturday coming up, so bring out the kids as the Jets take on Northeastern State. We're here with Coach Drew. It's been a whirlwind of a start to the new year for him and the Johnson family as well. So we got to get cut up on all that with Coach Drew. Coach, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Obviously, Central Oklahoma, we will start with that. Busy week for you, your first three-game week as the coach of the Newman Jets. Against Central Oklahoma, we talked in post-game. You guys were right there for a long stretch of the game, had a couple of nice runs, and had a couple of stretches of good defense, particularly in that third quarter. Even though you lost, I know too many turnovers, but still a lot of positives to take away from Edmund. What's the, the one thing in the locker room you talked to them about after the game to, to kind of bring with them and try to build some momentum here into the second semester? Yeah, I think we just talked a little bit about um, just kind of continuing to find ways to um, – keep those runs going for us you know how do you you hold them to eight in the third quarter how do you make it instead of 12 8 16 8 you know and and those extra couple points here and there you know we're, we're we talk a lot about being about you know eight points away from being right where you want to be to win a couple more basketball games and uh that eight points isn't all defensive or all offensive and it, it's you know one less turnover here and and one you know one more you know, a little bit more dedication to the scouting report there, and, the, and you're right where you want to be. So uh, we're not a long ways away. Um, and, and like you said, down four at the end of three uh, at Central Oak, we've, we've uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. And obviously there were a couple of layups. And it, it seemed like you guys had about four threes that were like halfway down and they pop out. And yep. if you make half of those, certainly a different game yep. as well. Uh, what's your opinion on the rims of Hamilton yeah, Fieldhouse? Yeah, we, uh, t- Tiffany Dortland's a little frustrated. She still had 16, but man, she had a couple that went, that went <laughs> yeah. down and out. And, um, you know, we had a couple layups that Sid really attacked well. And I thought she had a couple that just, you know, r- rimmed out. And, and, uh, you, you look at the score at halftime and you've, you've given up 42, which is too many for us. But, but in the end, you had a couple of shots that they just go. It's a, about a five point game at halftime. And so, um, yeah, just that's sort of the, breaks and it's sort of how sports in general probably feel when when things are feeling good um you know some of those go in right sure, when things course. aren't feeling quite as good they don't go in and that's just part of it i guess well and i kind of have to ask you segueing away from basketball about the whirlwind of the last few days uh the birth of your son cooper johnson cooper gene johnson if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken yep. welcomed into the world on the 30th or 31st 30th at like two th- 
2.30 a.m., so okay. it was uh, bright and early. Uh, so uh, Coach Nicole was hoping it would be uh, – she uh, talked with her on her last day of practice. She said, yeah, let, let's let's hope it's Thursday. If it's Friday, it's not going to be <laughs> – yeah. that's not going to be a very fun process yep. for me. But how has this whirlwind been of the last few days for the Johnson household as you've, uh, you've kind of – gotten over and gotten through this extremely exciting event for you and your family yeah it's been it's been fun i mean uh you know anytime you can um new babies are special and and uh we've been pretty fortunate knock on wood uh cooper's been uh slept well and and you know been been pretty what i would call calm as as far as you know dax really needed to be held or wanted to be held a lot early cooper's kind of a little more relaxed and um that's that's definitely made the uh, kind of transition here a little smoother um and you know uh, the best thing I could say is a huge credit to our team for just being kind of flexible. Obviously, we had that day uh, where um, they kind of had to run some a little bit of stuff on their own as, as Nicole and I were out and Josh was uh, out as well. Um, and so just kind of trying to put it all together. They've been super flexible and just brought their best energy whenever we can get in the gym. And it's, it's more scheduled now, but those first couple of days are always a little just busy well yeah uh, yeah and i was going to say what what's the sleep level like right now for the head coach yeah and, and coach nicole <laughs> yeah i uh i'm doing okay i'm doing okay <laughs> we we have a, a little bit of a system which has been nice um you know i've kind of taken some of the some of the midnight uh kind of feedings and and wake-ups and all that and nicole's kind of slept and then gotten some some of the maybe earlier morning ones and that's helped us both get a little bit of rest and um, so it's been okay, you know. No one, no one real, really sleeps a ton. With no, baby, I, but, I understand. But, uh, uh, there, is, there is a Mountain Dew located off, yeah, camera, off yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, take that in an IV. Yeah, so. ca- ca- caffeine. <laughs> yeah, you are a bit of a of a Mountain Dew guy, um, but yeah, I'm sure the caffeine at, at this point in the year is, uh, is is really helpful. How is Coach Nicole doing? Yeah, she's doing really well, uh, really, really well. And so, um, you know, it was a, a short delivery, and so that that helped as well. And but she's doing doing great and. Um, you know, she's chomping at the bit to to get back on the sideline, and uh, you you know she was yelling at the screen from from the living room. It's it's always a lot harder to coach from the living room. Oh, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I but. bet I bet it's hard to hear. Uh, I she told me she said, "Oh yeah, Saturday I'll be back." <laughs> um, you know, th- think that's a possibility. I know you thought you said, "Well, you know, we'll see." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that she would. She probably would have would have liked to have come down on to, to Edmond. Yeah, right, you know, right. probably not not the best. Yeah, decision. we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, you know, it sounds like we'll have some some parents around this weekend, and and she's she feels like she's feeling good enough to to come back. So, um, we go. We'll see. It's. It's one thing to say say you want to do it. It's another thing to leave your your uh, week old um, son at, at home with with sure. your parents, which they're obviously very capable. But uh, yeah, well. what's something that you know now that you wish you would have known <laughs> when Dax was born? Uh, I can remember the first time that Nicole Nicole was coaching a summer league game, and Dax wasn't uber young. I mean, a uh, month old or two months old or whatever. But I hadn't really been by myself with him and, and I don't really have I don't have my younger sibling is, is three years younger than me so I really wasn't around babies a lot and so uh, Nicole left and Dax cried for about five hours straight and so uh, I know now that, that it's going to be okay right <laughs> you know you're not going to make a mistake that's going to um, you know 
be catastrophic necessarily in the, in a short period of time. So um, I think I'm a lot calmer when uh, when he cries, when Cooper cries now than I was when when Dax cried. How much of a communication do you have to have? You know, because you guys, there are a lot of coaches. I, I'm sure that there are coaches that have kids and they have to figure that out. How do you guys have to communicate since you're both on the coaching staff and you've both got responsibilities on game days, on yeah. road trips? You know, for a lot, it's you know either he's coaching, she's at home. She He's coaching, he's at home, and there's someone to take care of the kids while there's a road trip or while there's a basketball game. How much extra time and dedication and thought do you have to put into these schedules and plans when you've got to find a third person to, yeah. to kind of get involved? Yeah, I, I think absolutely some um, and, and more than maybe people really realize. And it's not always just the game. It's it's also, you know, four to six practice and daycare closes at five, right? So, like, uh, that's kind of a daily – uh, daily mission, and we try to do a good job of of being ahead of it. Uh, you know, some sometimes better than others, obviously. <laughs> sure. um, but uh, it just, I think, it goes back to you hear the phrase it takes a village to to do anything right raise a child or or run a successful basketball program or whatever. And um, I think you don't really know that until you get you know get two feet in the water. And and so. Um, We've been fortunate that you know, at our time at Bethel and our time here, we've had some really great people around us that have, have been super supportive and super helpful. Uh, but you can't coach as a husband-wife duo without that. And so, um, you know, a, a huge credit to our huge thanks to our parents, both sets of our parents, um, you know, and, and then also a huge thanks to just some people that have been in our lives. Riley Malloy, who played here, um, goes with us on a road trip so Dax can come, right? And, and it just it takes little things like that to um, – to be successful at it. Yeah, it certainly it has been for you guys, and, and certainly congratulations to you and Coach Nicole again. When do you believe – I'm sure after everybody clamored for Dax's attention on the bus, <laughs> uh, I'm sure your team would like to meet the newest yeah. Jet – when do you think that might happen? Yeah, uh, hopefully soon. You know, God, it's one of those things where it's also just with all the kind of obviously COVID stuff going on, but sure. this flu seems like it's kind of cranked up and, and it's obviously cold. We're trying to be as – we're obviously going to be in situations as coaches, coaching basketball and being around college students and going on the road and all that, that you're at a, a certain amount of just kind of – you know, risk of, of getting sick anyway, trying to let him, you know, be a little bit older before we kind of get him out of the house. But we, we want to do that. It'll be a fun moment. I, I, the first practice we had after he was born, you know, we'd obviously sent some pictures to the team, but just had a few more on my phone and showed him. And, sure. and one of the things about this team that, that is, you know, you just try not to take for granted every day. Cause it is really special is how caring they are and how um, you're just invested. They are into, our lives and hopefully we're as invested into their lives and and uh, that relationship is really important final question for you let's move back to basketball roger state northeastern state coming up your two games this week this roger state game of course renewal of an old heartland conference rivalry and coach allen was talking after his game that you know you don't want to make both of these teams you i think roger state as well looking for their first miaa win you don't want to put any too much on any one game but you do have a chance to springboard yourself here. You've got some winnable games coming up, and you want to try to get that first one out of the way. Even though you're coming off of a loss, 
you've got some pretty positive vibes. I think you brought back to Wichita from Edmond with you. Uh, in your mind as the head coach, what's the approach for a game and a team like Roger State? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things about Rogers to me is they're a little bit uh, player-specific to what they do. Um, you know, you play – Everybody in the league is a little different, but you've got some rosters in the league that are, are very, um, you know, multidimensional, a guard that can really drive it in, really shoot it. Uh, they're a little more structured, and they've got some kids that shoot it. They've got some kids that drive it. They've obviously got a couple of really, really good players that have uh, scored scored the ball really well this season. Um, and so one of the things that we want to try to do is make sure that we use a scouting report to um, try to at least take them out of what they do best and, and make kind of secondary um, players or, sec- or or make their key players score in secondary ways. And uh, if we can do that, then then you if it, think you feel like you have a, a shot, um, you know, in the game. So uh, I thought we did a nice job, actually, outside of Kelsey Johnson, who was really good against at Central Oak. Uh, I thought we did a really nice job of that against everybody else on the yes. team. You know, the three-point shooters didn't get to take a bunch of open threes. Their, their drivers, we were able to kind of um, take great angles, and they didn't get a bunch of just running downhill layups. The same thing has to happen to me in this next stretch that includes – you know, Rogers, Northeastern, Lincoln, Central Missouri. These next four games are, are teams that are, are kind of like that. And so we got to make sure that we're um, doing a great job with the scout. Coach Drew, Newman Women's Basketball. Again, congratulations on Gene. And uh, we'll see you there uh, in the gym once again, opening up 2022 at Fugate Gymnasium. Come on out. It's the Jets and the Hillcats, 530, 7.30 doubleheader, Riverhawks, with a 130-330 doubleheader on Saturday. You can catch it all on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen, or watch the MIAA Network.com slash Newman. Coach, good luck, and we'll see you at the gate. Thanks so much. Go Jets. We'll be back with Michaela Hayes talking women's basketball in just a moment on the JetCast. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Book. Continuing here on the JetCast as we're talking women's basketball. Women are back in action coming up here on Thursday and Saturday this week. Back at home, the first home games of 2022 as they take on Roger State, their old Heartland Conference rivals. You'll know something about playing that Heartland Conference and Northeastern State coming up. Of course, joining me, one of the two seniors on this team from Missouri, Michaela Hayes. Michaela, thank you so much for making an appearance on the JetCast to start 2022. Of course. Thanks for having me. Well, Central Oklahoma, obviously a double-digit loss for you guys but I, I talked to coach Drew about it after the game and said you know I, I know people are going to look and they're going to look at the turnover number they're going to look and see that you guys lost by 14 or 16 whatever it was but if you watch the entire 40 minutes of the game there was a, a lot of the game I mean you guys played really well for 20 minutes and I think for another 10 minutes even you guys maybe not as good as Central Oklahoma but you were right there with them how did it feel on the court to you to get out there and compete against a team like that after such a long break for Christmas. Yeah, it was really nice, um, especially having that energy coming into that game. I think that was really key for us. Um, like you said, just like piecing everything together is what will really help us. And I feel like we were flying around that game, you know, getting our steals and, 
you know, it was a fun game to watch and play in. It was. So um, I think that really helped us, and we just kind of have to use that to kind of carry us throughout the rest of the season. And I like to think that I'm an expert on what a good game to watch is, mm-hmm. and it was a very yeah. fun <laughs> game for me to call, uh, even though we didn't come out on the right side, you know, because it was very much in doubt until the last, yeah. you know, four minutes or so of the game. You personally have kind of transformed your game this year. Last year, you became much more of a shooter than you had ever been, much more of an offensive threat. This season, while you're not scoring as much, you've got way higher assist to turnovers mm-hmm. per game than you have in the past. What's been that transformation like, and is that something that the coaches talked to you about trying to do with you this season before it began? Yeah, I think it's kind of hard with new coaching staff, like knowing what, like, you know, previous players have done and stuff. But I feel like a lot of the transformation comes from the team. Like, uh, you know, depending on what the players do, like, you know, we have the shooters on the team and then the big post starts that we have. Um, And my role kind of just fell in with getting those people that are open, those shots and making that extra pass to the people that are open because um, on those drives that seems to happen and, you know, get those shots that they have now uh, I, I will and I always warn people uh, coach Drew is in the room as I ask this <laughs> question uh, there are a couple of times this year where uh, coach Drew let's say has gotten rather passionate with you uh-huh. guys in the huddle uh, what's it like when you're in that huddle when coach Drew is perhaps emphatically letting you know about maybe some adjustments that he'd like you to make. Yeah, I mean, all coaches have their different things, but I feel like for our team, um, you know, it's not always a bad thing. Uh, I feel like we take that, and it kind of gives us that boost of energy that we might need, whether we like it or not. But, you know, that energy from him also goes to us, which goes onto the floor. Well, and I wanted to point out, I don't know if you guys like that or not, but it seems like every time mm-hmm. he does that, you guys have responded. I yeah. remember the Missouri Southern game called that timeout. You guys went on the big run, uh, and you guys gave up a little bit of a run to Central Oklahoma mm-hmm. and played very, very well for the next 10 minutes after he called that timeout. So uh, it seems like whatever whatever he's putting down in that huddle, mm-hmm. it seems to be working for you guys. Yeah, it's kind of just um, I feel like the team responds well to that and like his uh, coaching methods. And when you like playing for a coach, that's the kind of things that you do. You know, take it. And uh, respond to it. You guys are obviously Wiley veterans. You've been around, Mm -hmm. recruited by Coach Spence, and we talked about that before uh, the the show started here. You you and Faith have Mm -hmm. been around in the Heartland Conference, and and obviously uh, Amani was with the old program as well. Uh, What's been the adjustment like? And another thing that you brought up that I also talked with Faith about was the transition – from zone to from man to man yeah. to zone, and now you're now you're back to man to man. So what 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 do you feel like your career has been like here as a as a Jet? Um, it's been a really good experience. Like one thing that's never changed is like the um, team bond that we've always had throughout these four years. Um, and like you said, like the zone in high school, I played a lot of zone too. So it's been a big difference. And I mean, there's very like there's similarities between the two, uh, but there's a lot more method to a man that I like this year. Um, and it just makes more sense, and there's things that click better, and sure. you know, all around, I just it's been a good change. The uh, I wanted to ask you because one thing that didn't change, uh, Coach Spence and Coach Crum took advantage of on the road was your parents mm-hmm. providing a meal for the team. <laughs> Coach Drew and Coach Nicole said, "Yeah, we're in. Yeah. Let's do this." Uh, and she provided a couple of amazing meals for us. I think it was maybe the Lincoln trip that we took a couple of years ago, and maybe our first trip in the MIAA, mm-hmm. and then. And uh, obviously this year as well is cooking something that runs in your family. And <laughs> has that been passed down from mother to daughter? Well, uh, my mom, ever since I was little, she's cooked home meal, every single meal. You know, wow. she went to work as a teacher and then came home and 
cooked food and maybe that's the way that she shows love but she especially and my dad like you know they really like being around the team and you know my dad's always like this is an experience that you'll you know remember forever so he likes being able to be with the team and he thinks it's really special so they enjoy doing it for us and a, and a shout out to mrs hayes <laughs> that that pasta was amazing and boy how, how hard was it to keep uh, away from those cookies when you were trying to be in shape in, in high school yeah well, uh Everyone always raves about the cookies. That's for sure. Yeah, that, I feel like I'm a little spoiled, but <laughs> yeah, no, I under, I have a mom that does that yeah. too. So yeah, I, I know what that is like. So uh, getting uh, continuing off the subject of basketball, we just got done with Christmas. What's the best gift that you gave, and what's the best gift that you received for the Christmas holiday this year? Um, well, I'd like to be non-materialistic, but you here know we what? are. <laughs> we'll forgive you if you're not. And understanding, of course, we're at Christian University. It's not the reason for Christmas, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Yeah, okay. So, um, the best gift that was probably to my fiance, I got him a Najee Harris jersey from the Steelers. He's a big Steelers fan. Wow. So, um, that's something that he was excited about, especially after their win yesterday. But, um, and the best one I got was a purse. I got a new purse. So, wow. it was so, nice. First of all, kind of burying the lead here, I, I didn't realize fiance. Congratulations. Yeah. I see. Thank the you. Ring. Yeah. Do you mind showing no, it for, okay. the, for the camera? <laughs> wow. That's nice job. Uh, so where is he a Newman student? Yeah. Mario Rodriguez for the wrestling team. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So that's maybe something we can follow up on on a later JetCast here. Uh, how did that relationship come to, to be about? And, and how uh, excited? Do you, do you have a date set yet? Yeah. June 25th this summer. Okay. So it, yeah. it, man, it's right around the corner. Yeah. We actually met in the training room when I had my back injury uh, freshman year. So. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> to you. Thank you. Another guy that I know uh, is very uh, fond of you. I think that almost everybody on the team wanted this um, honor. I believe that you are Dax Johnson's favorite Newman oh. player on the bus trip. Uh, everybody wanted him to go back from the trainer, Kaylee, all, basically every player. He went and sat with you, yeah. I think, twice. So uh, how, how big of, a, of an honor was, was that to be Dax's favorite Newman Jet? So honored. Uh, I feel like maybe it's the teacher in me uh, that just, like, kids draw to maybe – but uh, we love having him, and he always colors little pictures for us, and he gets to pick out who gets them after practice and sometimes play rock, paper, scissors. So it's always fun having him in the well, gym. Well, I was going to ask you. You said your mom's a teacher. Mm -hmm. you, you seem to be very, very natural uh, teaching in your future as well. Yeah. I just finished student teaching. So, What level do you think you're going to teach at, or what level would you like to teach at, elementary, middle school? Definitely elementary. I did second grade for student teaching, and I really like that age group. So. Okay. So Dax is not quite there, but I mean, no. He's, Almost. He's, he's getting in the ballpark. Yeah. And Coach Drew's saying, yeah, it's getting here faster than we wanted to. Another bond I wanted to ask you about was Faith Mason Vestal. You guys mm -hmm. have kind of been best friends. She talked about how cool it was to go up to Kansas City and be a mm -hmm. part of the MIAA Media Day. I wanted to ask you about the experience of doing that with her, but, mm -hmm. but kind of sharing this experience from coaching staffs. You guys had a lot of success in the Heartland Conference, your guys' first year here. But what's been that like to share it with someone I, I'm sure will, will be your best friend for life yeah um it's definitely something that you know freshman year we came in together we're roommates and you know that bond has really never left and it's something that throughout college is one of the most important things is you'll make friendships that'll last you a lifetime 
Um, so that's something I'm really grateful for. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs, like, you know, with basketball. but And with injuries. With injuries and, you know, knees and backs. And, <laughs> you know, once you get older, you start realizing every time you fall down, it's a little harder to get up. That's so. kind of <laughs> hilarious that this one's talking about getting older. But, you know, <laughs> any, anyway, a final question for you. Uh, it's kind of appropriate we have you on to talk about uh, the renewal of your old Heartland Conference mm-hmm. rivalry, rivalry with Roger State coming up. Uh, obviously, you guys – as I mentioned, have to be feeling, even though you lost, mm-hmm. that you played pretty well, well enough to win against the, uh, some of these MIAA teams. Yeah. You don't want to make this – obviously, you want to get your first win in the MIAA. You don't want to make any one game your Super Bowl, but how do you – what do you feel like as a veteran on this team mm-hmm. who's been through this a couple of times, a couple of years before, and on some teams that have won some really big games, by the way, Lubbock Christian shout-out mm-hmm. – um, how do you think the team needs to approach a game like this, trying to get your first win and try to build some momentum into this second semester? Yeah, Roger State's one of those teams that we really just have to like focus in. Like our coach has constantly talked about, like these next games, just focus in on what we need to do and like um, to like those individual players and really focusing on that. And they're like a team, like I said, that is going to be going after all those like little balls and, you know, really after it. So we just have to focus in on having the energy like we did, especially against our last game and those quarters. And then we'll win, you know, look at the game farther down, but just focus on the little parts. That'll get us to the bigger parts of the game. It is a doubleheader coming up on Thursday. That'll be tomorrow as you're watching or listening to this. It is the Jets and Rogers State, 537-30 doubleheader. Of course, you can listen to the games on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen on your Newman app, or watch the games, the MIAA Network.com slash Newman. And the Jets will be back at Fugate Gymnasium to take on the Riverhawks of Northeastern State. Doubleheader coming up on Saturday. Michaela Hayes. Thank you so much. And once again, congratulations <laughs> you. to you. Have a fantastic wedding this summer. All right. Thank you. We will wrap up the JetCast with Coach Allen talking men's basketball when we return on the JetCast. Hey, boss. The backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah. Uh. What am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Wrapping up the JetCast, talking men's basketball to open up 2022. The Jets falling at Central Oklahoma back in action on Thursday as part of that doubleheader that we talked to you about. Jets and Rogers State on Thursday, Northeastern State Saturday. We're talking with Coach R.J. Allen here to wrap up our JetCast today. Coach, uh, played a very, very good first half against Central Oklahoma Things didn't go well in the second half when they switched to the zone. What in the first half uh, do you think worked well for you guys against the bronze and blue yesterday? Yeah, I thought, um, you know, when we saw them 
in a man-to-man setting, we were able to space the floor. I thought our spacing in the half court was good. That's something that we'd been working on a little bit. We were able to drive gaps and just share the basketball. I thought our guys played unselfish early on in the first half. I can't remember how many assists we had at the half but I know you only had three turnovers at the half yep yep and um, you know we just did a good job of moving the basketball um, you know and and we were able to generate some some good looks some open shots well and you mentioned the fact that over these next few days and weeks that working on the zone working against the zone is something that you're going to be focused on practice is that something you do with drills is that something that has to be done five on five what do you feel like the approach is going to be to get the guys in the proper mindset to attack the zone and in your words not become quite as stagnant in the offensive sets yeah I think it's a little bit of both Um, you know I think when you're really trying to drill home concepts it's always best in my opinion, to, to, to break it down. So uh, there's some drill work there that, that we'll get to. And then the other side of it is you have to play. You have to play and and uh, play five-on-five and, and get up and down and, and things of that nature so that you can kind of simulate what it will look like uh, come game time. So there's, a, there's kind of a balance of both. How nice is it to have this time that you really do want to work on something, put some new stuff in, and work on that zone? How great is it? Uh, to have the guys full attention this week before classes start yeah it's always good I always tell them this is my favorite time of the year where we can kind of regroup um and we get to focus on basketball and you know just basketball so they this is the last week for that and then uh classes will begin next week and then you know the you got to get back to taking care of your business in the classroom first and then and then uh focus on basketball second so that's uh you know this is the best time of the year for that and we'll we'll continue to hammer that well and another thing it's not just the best time of the year to focus on basketball but you kind of also focus on family and I believe that it was your eldest son kind of going through some of the lines doing some of the drills in practice last week uh, what's it like to to have your your son out there and, and getting in the the mix with the guys a little bit Man, that's just that's just family tradition, you know. I'm 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 the son of a coach, so I remember growing up as a youngster being in in, in my dad's practices and 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 just kind of trying to hold my own against the guys. And and he's no different. He's he's 12, so yeah, I throw him out there, and uh, you know he gets to work against the guys and and get better, and and, and hopefully uh, you know prepare himself for his own season and team. Well, and there's a different answer for each coach. Obviously, you were coached by your dad. Are you thinking maybe one of these years, maybe you're going to get to coach your son? Is that something that that uh, that you think might you might enjoy? I have no idea. Uh, um, hopefully, that would be if the opportunity presented itself. That would be that would be marvelous. But uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I know there are some there are some daughters and sons that don't want to play for their dad mom or dad head coaches and there's some coaches that don't necessarily want to coach their own kids too now obviously it's a little a little early but uh how how did you kind of frame that in your mind when when you were growing up and uh you know we were you were headed east and you were going to play for coach allen whether you you wanted to or not yeah um probably at the time i I couldn't stand it but (laughs) look looking back it it's uh you know it was a blessing that to have that time spent and and to play for your dad and, and kind of build a foundation and see him work um, and be a product of his work. So, um, you know, that, that ends up being really cool. Um, you know, now as a parent, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Um, but I had 
have no clue yeah. uh, what what if that would ever come come about. Well, shout out to you, Coach John. We miss having you around here, around the program. It's so great to have your dad here on your staff for a few years. And it, it kind of came full circle when you hired your dad to, to be one of your assistants. And then uh, he was working for you for a change. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was still barking out orders <laughs> like he was, you know, he's just the head coach of our heart. So, you know, him and I like, yo, listen, relax. <laughs> what, what, was there ever a moment that you had to say, Dad, you know, I love you, but uh, I'm the head coach of this team, and uh, I need you to understand that. No, not really. Yeah, he was <laughs> – he, he, he's really good and, 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 and really helped us. And, you know, when we got the job here and Coach DePriest and I, we were really young, um, and, and he, he helped us, you know, kind of, you know, steer this thing in the right direction. He was really good with the guys. They loved him. Um, you know, the only time we'd have to, you know – calming down a little bit is on the bench with the sideline <laughs> with the officials but we all have good time and and uh we enjoyed it yeah what, what do you think in terms of kind of setting up you know your program what's what do you think is the thing that he did that benefited you the most was it providing like an idea for structure for practice structure or just how to deal with officials how to deal with guys what do you think is the is the one thing that that he an idea that he gave you that you're still using today um you know i don't know if it was it's one particular that stands out i think uh you know the thing that i always kind of lean back to is just how he treated the guys like the players the relationship building i think any any really good coach is gonna um you know kind of hit on the same aspects of you know these kids they come they play for you um you got a responsibility to take care of them um, take care of the guys that, that are playing for you. Uh, take care of the coaches that are working hard for you um, and just how you treat people on a day-to-day basis, how you're there for people, um, encourage and uplift guys uh, on and off the floor. So uh, that's what we try to do every single day. Uh, we coach them hard, but off the floor, behind closed doors, man, we want to take care of them. We want to uplift them and encourage them and, and ultimately get them graduated. And we've done that at a, at a very high level since we've been here. Obviously, Newman, a great educational institution. You guys should be commended for that. Uh, one thing that should not be commended necessarily is Michigan's performance in the college football playoff. And we've got one of the biggest Big Ten conference fans, probably in the entire state of Kansas, Maybe. sitting here at this table. And it's not me. Um, how do you defend uh, defend your conference here? Now, uh, understandably, you spent a lot of time up in Minnesota, and it didn't take long to brainwash you into Big Ten, you know, the Big Ten. Uh, yeah. mantra that they're the the best at everything but uh it didn't go so good for the wolverines how do you how do you reconcile that and, and how much of the of the playoff did you get to watch honestly i didn't watch that much of it i um i watched maybe a quarter of the michigan game it wasn't worth watching that much <laughs> to be honest with you i was a little disappointed but yeah they were uh you know the sec is a different beast so, yeah you know those guys are are an NFL team, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, there wasn't much of a game. wasn't much you can say about that. No? Do you feel like the Big Ten's going to make a, a comeback here on the basketball court? Yeah, they got some really good teams in the Big Ten this year. I know Purdue's really good. Um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and actually, like, watch them. I've watched 
uh, you know, some highlights on. I know they have a really good team. They always have a have a good program. I know Minnesota got off to a good start. I haven't haven't been able to catch up and see where they're at right now. Um, you know, so there's some there's definitely some good teams. Um, I thought Rutgers had got off to a good start mm-hmm. too. So there's some good teams. There's always good basketball up there. So it's it's so cold up there. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> so you play basketball inside. Yeah, they yeah they do. Uh, as you can tell on the Jetcast, we don't just focus on the Jets on the basketball court. We kind of go all over. One thing that goes on to the basketball court that I wanted to ask you about that's not necessarily related to the game is the coaching attire. And when you started, you were a guy, you and Coach DePriest, you guys would rock some pretty fancy suits, ties, went away last year. But you guys were, you know, one of the sharper-dressed coaching staffs, I would say, in the Heartland Conference and moving into the MIAA. Uh, the, the tie and the suits have not returned, and that kind of went away as a nationwide thing during the coronavirus year, uh, and it didn't come back. And when Coach Doty from Emporia State came down and he wasn't wearing a fancy suit, I thought, this thing is dead forever. Uh, do you feel like that will ever come back, the wearing the suit and the tie on the, on the, on the sideline for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, it's just so much more comfortable uh, <laughs> not not being in a suit and just – I mean, I get it. I understand it. I think a lot of the suit wearing is it's just tradition. Because uh, it's always been that way. Uh, for basketball coaches. And, you know, obviously last year was just a whirlwind for everyone. So we kind of went away from it. And then this year, you know, I just thought I was so much more comfortable. Um than I was in in the past, so I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, sure. it may come back. You know, but I'm sure I'm, you still got all those suits and ties in the closet I do. somewhere. I do, I do, and and they're just sitting there. <laughs> they're just and they'll sit there for now. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, and you know, football coaches used to wear ties on the sideline, and then that went away. I think the only major sport, you know, baseball, they've always worn the uniform for some reason. Obviously, that's not coming to basketball. But yeah, I was looking down, and I thought, you know, that's that's something a little different. But even at the highest levels, you know, you've got like Jay Wright at Villanova is not wearing a suit now. And, you know, he's, you know, always got the fanciest threads probably on, on the planet, but uh, it seems to be a nationwide thing. I wanted to ask you as well, we talked earlier this year about the pack line defense and how you had gotten that from Virginia. I want to ask you about kind of your coaching metrics. You talked about your dad and what he's done and, and how he's kind of provided guidance for your career. What's a national coach? What do you think is the national coach? You took that from, you know, Virginia, that program. You got to host Bill Self down here for the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. What's one national coach that you feel like you try to model yourself after, your program after, or maybe you've stolen a set from them that you really like? What's one national coach that you really admire and, and respect? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think we all steal a lot of stuff from everyone. Um, of course. I'm I'm be the first. I'm not any guru here. I think almost all the stuff that I have and and uh have implemented into our program, I've gotten it from someone um at some point in time. Guys that um there are a lot of really good coaches out there um that that I admire. Um you know, and, and some that, that come to mind. Uh, you know, there's there's a guy who's who's actually in the NBA, and it's not so much that I admire, like, what they run or what they do, but it's uh, Adrian Griffin is a Wichita guy, uh, Toronto Raptors, um, played in the NBA, just a guy that I've, I've always watched from afar, um, you know, and, and kind of how he's, he's – 
handled his business and and climbed up the ladder. Um, you know, I'm 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 a huge fan of of Kansas and and Coach Self, obviously being in Kansas and growing up. Great um, answer, by the way. <laughs> I know you're I know you're a uh, you're diehard Jayhawk guy. Um, you know, Chris Mack, um, their time at at Xavier and and at Louisville. Uh, does a phenomenal job he's a phenomenal teacher i've actually had the opportunity to hear him speak in person so that's uh been been pretty cool so um you know there's there's so many uh on the list that uh do a tremendous job and you know i'm a fan of the game as well sure so I, I love watching guys work and the work that they put into it is amazing and and uh you know it's really cool to see uh and that's why you ask great questions because then you get great answers as well <laughs> final question for you coach uh renewal of this heartland conference rivalry roger state coming up here on thursday northeastern state on saturday and you mentioned you know you guys are looking for your first miaa win fort hayes state just got beaten by Roger State. They're looking to try to build some momentum. You don't want to put anything on any one game, but you've got a couple of opportunities here to pick up that victory. What do you feel like is the correct approach? I'll ask you the same question I asked Coach Drew. What do you think is the correct approach for this team for this game coming up on Thursday? I mean, the approach has to be the same. Um, you know, I don't think you can put all your eggs in one basket. You know, this is it's not football. Like, this isn't the Super Bowl for you or anything like that. Your approach stays the same. Um, our approach will stay the same in our preparation and how we prepare. Um, nothing's going to change. Um, you know, we feel like we're really close and, we're in, and we've played really good basketball at spurts. we got to find a way to sustain it. And I feel like if we can do that, uh, we can win some basketball games. Coach R.J. Allen, once again, doubleheader coverage coming up as the Jets take on Rogers State. Northeastern State on Saturday, 5.30, 7.30 doubleheader on Thursday. You can watch the games on the MIAA slash Newman or listen, of course, on the Newman Jets Audio Network, your Newman Jets app on Google Play or the App Store, newmanjets.com slash listen. Coach, appreciate it. We'll see you out there at the gym uh, coming up on Thursday and Saturday. Thank you. We'll be back with another JetCast next week. We'll have a men's basketball player on the show, and we will also talk wrestling with Coach Smith and a wrestler. So we'll see you next week on the JetCast. So for now, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.